I'm a true to green. You might know me from things like Punk Rock Bowling, Queensboro Correctional Facility, and Monday.com. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. I hope everyone is doing well out there and uh, enjoying basically what we got is summertime right now, I think. It's real hot and, you know, luckily I got this mask on and it makes everything real, you know, it, it's it's like comforting. It's like a nice warm hug in the warm summer. So it feels real good. And I'm still getting ready for this, uh, you know, European tour that we're going on. So it, it's a lot of fun getting all the logistics together with this uh, tour manager and, you know, Destiny Tour booking. They booked the tour for us, and they're real cool, uh, you know. So uh, it's nice hanging out and just, uh, you know, plugging away at that all day. Uh, there's all sorts of, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on, and I'm getting to find out all about it. Not that I didn't know before, but, like, I don't know. I'm doing a lot more this time, so it's real interesting. Um, if you guys have been checking me out on uh, Instagram and stuff, I started doing some, like, Instagram live things. I think the kids are into that, so I'm supposed to, like, start doing more videos and stuff like that. I'll keep them coming at you. Um, and I wanted to, I got to give the shout outs for uh, wonderful patrons on the Patreon who like make it all, uh, make all this worth it and make it all possible. Really not even worth it is, is what it would be worth it if I wasn't getting, you know, if we weren't doing nothing, but they make it actually possible. Um, so I got Elizabeth Bernards, John Nicholas, James Michael Lamar, Irving Edward, Donald Calvin McGolderson, Hedda Royston, Vaughn Cotton, Chelsea McNally, Carlos Hernandez, and uh, Luke. I think he's a new guy. I, I ain't seen him on there before. But anyway, uh, thanks to all you guys. Thanks to all our patrons, even the ones who are, you know, just, uh, you know, donating a little less than that. But um, yeah, you guys can, anybody can get on a Patreon patreon patron become a patron on a patreon that's how it works right um but yeah you can get on there at uh patreon.com slash intruder green and i forget that i should probably explain what the fuck uh patreon is because not everybody necessarily knows what that is and it's basically like a way for you to uh it's like a donation management website so you can uh you know you you, you put Put up a monthly donation on there, and it could be as little as a dollar, you know. But then there's like other tiers you can get where you get a shout out, or uh, you know, you give me a certain amount, and I'll I'll sing happy birthday. I'm still trying to figure out other stuff to do. Um, so if you got any suggestions, you know, first of all, the the main thing is hit me up on Patreon.com. Patreon.com/slash Intruder Green is real simple. And uh, if you don't want to do that, hit me up on the social medias. I got the Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I don't know. Instagram's going gangbusters still. I don't know what the hell's wrong with Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I get a little love on there too, but not not nearly as much. Um, and then if you really want to let me know what you think, give me a call. Uh, the Intruder Green call-in line is 608 535-9608. And uh, yeah, you can give me a call on the end. Let me know what's on your mind. Let me know what I should be talking about on the show during these little monologue things I do. Monologue. It's like you got one log and uh, that's not enough to make a fire with unless you break it in half and rub two sticks together. And then you, you got two logs, you know. One log don't make no fire. But, you know, you tell me what you want and I'll tell you what I want. And then we got two logs and we can fucking start a fire. All right. Um, but anyway, yeah. 
uh, get on the Patreon, please. You know, just the dollars, like that's helpful. Any everything, every little bit helps, and I really appreciate everybody who is on there now. And like I said earlier, uh, I'm, I'm starting to do some more like video stuff, uh, mostly on Instagram. I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of like what I could do for like some bigger stuff to put on like a YouTube channel or something. Uh, to please all you patrons that make all this possible. And, uh, you know, maybe we can change up some of the stuff on the Patreon based on that. Like, uh, you know, you get your name in the credits if I make a cool video or something like that. And uh, otherwise, you know, the band is always getting ready to do some stuff. But, you know, everybody's hiding out since we're not on tour. So it's hard to get everybody together. Sometimes you see the guys or will, like, find a burner phone and make a phone call to each other. Yeah, have a nice conversation about, like, what we ate for dinner. Probably, like, sardines or something or pizza. Sardine pizza. Yeah, that's delicious, actually. It's just like anchovies. I mean... Anchovies get kind of a bad rap, but you have, if you ever actually had those like on a pizza or on a Caesar salad, you might have even had them on a Caesar salad. You didn't even know it. You were just like, this is the most delicious Caesar salad I ever had. And you know why? It was because there was anchovies on it. Anyway, I like to post pictures of myself like cooking and stuff. So hit me up on Instagram, uh, if nothing else, and uh, try to call in line. Uh, now, I got to tell you about uh, today's episode, or this week's episode, as it were. Um, I had Araniva on there. That's her Instagram name, and she's kind of like Instagram famous. So uh, that's a really interesting concept. It's kind of like the new thing that everybody's doing. I wish I was Instagram famous. That'd be real cool. Maybe you guys can help me out with that. But um, yeah, she is uh, also famous for dancing. Uh, I found her on Instagram because, like, I saw her doing all these cool dance videos. Uh, she did one for the Interrupters where she's dancing to one of their songs. And I was like, well, that's real cool. Um, so I had to get a hold of her and be like, hey, you seem cool. You want to be in a podcast? Because if you guys didn't know, I do love to dance. It's not just the shtick um, that we do on the show where I get, you know, we, we always, like, do a, a song or two where... I get to dance with somebody from the audience. That was like a demand I made early on because like sometimes I get tired of playing guitar and maybe I'm not so good at it anyway. And I just want to like get down with somebody and uh, cut a rug in the middle of the set. And it's a real good time. So uh, anyway, because of that, I decided to get uh, in touch with Araniva and say, hey, you want to be on my podcast? Apparently, she never done a podcast before, so it was real cool that she uh, did this one, and I really appreciate it. I hope she'll do some more. And um, and yeah, you should check out her uh, Instagram. It's just Araniva A R A N I V A, and uh, yeah, you can see like all she's she's doing. Uh, she does like dance classes and stuff too. Like she's real good. She's probably way better than me, but I'm kind of I gotta say I'm kind of. Expired? No, I'm almost expired. I'll tell you what. All right, but uh, no, I'm inspired actually by uh, her dance moves and her style and everything. She's also got like she got like a clothesline and everything. Not like in wrestling, that not that kind of clothesline, but like a clothes clothing line. That's what I should say. Yeah, that's right. Um, so you can go find all her stuff uh, through her Instagram. I think that's where the action is. Uh, so, anyway, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from... Intruder Green. An inmate at... 
Federal Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. Ladies and gentlemen, Iromi Araniva on the True to Green podcast, and uh, it's good to meet you. You know, uh, it's it's interesting. I've been doing this podcast thing for a while, and uh, yeah, you know, I got to tell you a little bit about myself because we really don't know each other at all. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, you know, I know you 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 are in some kind of punk rock band you you play the accordion right yes i play in that accordion yeah um that's real cool um so like that kind of ties into what my show's all about because we do a lot of like punk rock stuff here i'm in a punk rock band called masked intruder and um you know i don't know if you heard of us but uh you know i saw that you were doing that i was actually following you before that though because i saw your dance modes on all your videos and stuff and I like the dance too, so I thought, well, that's some cool stuff to follow. Plus, Instagram kept saying like, "Oh, you should follow this person because I'm pretty sure they're they're reading my thoughts." And they're like, "Oh, we know you like to dance," and I'm like, "How do you know that?" But they just do. Yeah, Instagram is creepy. They know how many seconds you spend on each video or each picture. Yeah, it's it's messed up. Um, yeah. So, uh, but. You're, uh, yeah, you're based out of New York, right? Yes, I live in Brooklyn. Everything okay, that's cool. Um, uh, so, like, I guess I should just learn a little bit about, uh, you know, how you got into dancing. Was just like, uh, well, where are you from originally? So I was born in El Salvador. I came to the U.S. when I was 16. I'm 30 at the time. I don't really remember the years. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, I discovered punk in El Salvador. I did not dance in El Salvador. I didn't. Oh, really... so you were like into punk before you were into dancing? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I did rejected anything that was dancey or tropical. It was just a teenager and very stuck in my ideas, like any other teenager in the world. Sure, sure. And, yeah, like <clears throat> coming here, I rec- I connected with other Salvadorians from the scene that were already living here, and they introduced me to the Latino punk community and. They, yeah, the rest is story. I started dancing here in New York, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, be having the need to feel Latina or connect in different ways. Sure. And is there, like, a different kind of scene for that than the main, like, punk rock scene? They, they, the, the thing is, like, in Brooklyn, they were having these parties called Punky Reggae Party, Punky Cumbia Party. Where oh, cool. It was the Latino punk community, but after the bands, after the noise and everything, they would just play cumbias or play reggae and everybody would just dance. Oh, I yeah. To, yeah, I used to hate it and I was not into it, but once yeah. I was partying sober because I was stopped drinking for a while. Oh, yeah. I just gave in and I was like, oh, my God, it's so boring to be sober and bored all the time. So I started dancing and there's not a magical story. There's not an angel that came down from the sky. I just was very <laughs> bored and I started dancing. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Like, uh, you know, I like I said, I'm not super into dancing. I like to do a little bit, 
Um, but like, I gotta say, your 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 uh, presence on the internet has kind of like encouraged me to get into it more. And it's really interesting to know that you 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 got into punk rock before you were into dancing. Like, I kind of figured it might be the other way around with you. But uh, you know, that's cool. I like that. Uh, yeah, that's that's really cool that it there's like that connection in the scene that you were in. Yeah, I think. Punk is for teenage people, for younger people, and, and and forever will be in my life. I still play. It doesn't matter how old I get. Right. But I think it's most of the time is people find punk very early, and then there's weird people who find punk later in the twenties, and that's just really really weird. Yeah, that's pretty but strange when that happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't blame them. I think everyone should get into punk rock at some point and like at least appreciate it. But uh, yeah. yeah, when people get like real into something anything really when you're already like kind of like grown up and have your kind of ideas about the world it's kind of it's kind of weird to go that way but i can't you know i wouldn't hold it against nobody you know i would lifting up sometimes <laughs> yeah what was it i would sometimes you will you will hold it against some people sometimes sometimes it's like how so like why though a lot in new york you get all these kids that lived in the middle of nowhere that there's nothing wrong about that but they're yeah. just like middle upper class or upper class kids that come from oh middle, yeah no identity and they come to new york and they find oh punk rock like oh I'm, i can be um a how do you say this word intellectual and have politic views and they just get into it when they're very old and they just yeah but they're not really definition into of hipsters. yeah exactly that's I'm you know, <laughs> that's what I wanted to say without actually saying it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that here. I don't know where you live. You live yeah. in, in Germany, you said, right? Yeah, I live in Germany right now. But, you know, generally we're from prison. Mm, but I don't know how it is over there. We get a lot of those people here like that. Oh, yeah. New York's like the biggest place for that, right? Yeah, it's really, really a lot. Especially Brooklyn these days, from what I hear. Yeah, definitely, on the, depending on the area you are at. Not where I live necessarily, but um, Williamsburg, Bushwick, Richwood, all of this area. Oh, yeah. I know some guys that lived right around in there. Um, uh, they were in this band called I Farm. And uh, they they all kind of like are doing different stuff now, but they were real cool uh kind of like thrash band um and yeah they they were around there like maybe 10 or 15 years ago and then it started like that's about the time it started getting like started yeah. to change and now i think it's like going full throttle you know like it's real changing real fast yeah it's super super fast but you're making it work mm, yeah there's still places and parties that you can hang out sometimes but it's it's in new york is always changing it's like the only thing that is constant that is yeah constant. right yeah for sure um what well, is cool so like uh i see you doing these dances and like what you know like it's it's crazy to me like you got into punk rock and then you started dancing and now you got like a whole i don't know what to call it like a, a career or like maybe not not a, like a full-time career but like you definitely have uh sort of sort of like an authoritative presence like you're a big in this this whole like scene with what you're doing with like the you know the dance videos and now you 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 teaching dance classes and stuff too yeah like believe it or not and a lot of people don't really believe that I do that but that's my full time really job yeah that's cool that's there's a lot of content for me that is paid like if bands want their music feature in one of my videos. I will, like, of course, put them to a process to see something that I want to represent. 
and I want to, because everything that I post, I have to stand behind it and completely like put my hands on the fire for this band or this music. Otherwise, they're gonna fight me on the ass later. Uh, so I do, do do that process where I like check, like just research a little bit. Where do they come from? What do they do? Or if musically is something that I'm interested, in, and if I am, then depending on what they want, there's like a different fee. And I, sometimes I work with friends. Sometimes for mentionings or classes, and also I have like a clothing line on the side. So there's like different things that I was able to to market properly it's it's all about marketing just art itself passion itself is nothing if you don't know how to play the rules on on this game yeah yeah you know you gotta sell yourself right you gotta you gotta sell your 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 brand oh of course yeah no i don't mean like selling yourself like uh you know like you know yeah exactly with dignity it doesn't even matter what you're selling like anybody can sell themselves with dignity as long as you believe in what you're doing right yeah, if you if it feels comfortable still. If it right, feels exactly for sure. And um, so it, yeah, that's just amazing that uh, you you've uh, been able to do that. Do you have any like classical training, or you just figure it out? No, that's that's like a downside, and also I think my biggest treasure. Yeah. So whenever you search dance on their Instagram search button. You yeah. will see either ba- classical ballet, professional salsa dancers, professional bachata dancers. You will see some like hip hop, but like super polished, beautiful. I'm not saying it's not just beautiful, uh, perfect choreographies and dancers. And that's what Instagram has under the name of dancing. Like if you search on the internet, you will find ballet, you will find flamenco, flamenco, you will find stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But that's so unrealistic. When you go to a real party on a normal night, nobody dances like that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've been to some like swing dance places and uh, well, yeah. actually like some, they call it Latin dance, mm. which that seems like a lot of different things together, you know? And uh, yeah. so, but it's like, yeah, I don't know, like them in that case, maybe they're dancing a specific type of dance, but like, yeah, usually if you're just going out to the club to get down, you know, you're just kind of freestyling, right? Yeah, and you you can tell people who took classes mm-hmm. because you can see it. So something that makes my uh, dancing so easy to digest is that people find it so easy to identify. That little clumsiness that I still have, that little thing that is not polished completely, it's not perfect completely, is what makes me a little more human and organic. And I know if I go professional training, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. Yeah, so even, th- yeah, that could be. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Like I will, <laughs> and I will become like a like a like a dance product, but a different way. So even when I teach dancing, I teach. I always tell people, dancing is interpreting music through your body. Yeah. Where what you're doing now, when you learn a specific type of dance, is like we're learning options you can use of moves that people previous people put together. So you have the option to take them and use them but i always tell people like they, they don't think too much on one to do how to do one two three four five yeah just do it however you can and those little mistakes those little clumsiness that little thing is what's gonna make your dancing unique and uh perfect and not perfect in a sense but it's gonna make it unique it's gonna make your own style if you go fully professional and you learn the one two three four five perfectly then yeah you become like a choreographer and those people they're trained to do a choreography all equally the same 
perfectly equal so yeah. even for when i teach i teach like just a uh, develop your own style before anything otherwise you're gonna kill it before you even start it yeah for sure i i totally get that um i, I definitely don't you know I, i don't got a whole lot of style so i just kind of like flail around with my arms and legs and uh that It's, that works pretty good actually yeah i mean Not everybody wants to go for <laughs> a specific style or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, then, uh, then I wonder, do you dance, like, are, are you, like, going to dance the same way to, to, like, a song? Like, if like do you have a specific dance that you do to a song? Like, even if it's your own, is it the same every time? Or would you just, like, do what you're feeling in that moment, you know? No, I do. Because I'm a little purist about it, but yeah. uh, like in the sense that I learned, for example, the first time I ever learned or or I did dancing, I learned dancing at parties by watching. Oh yeah. Dance. So when I dance, I there was like specific people in the circle or scene that I was dancing. There was some like Caribbean, some Rasta people like from Caribbeans. There were also some like white skinhead, and they kind of provided this different I noticed like started noticing like Caribbeans didn't dance to the same the same as the white uh, skinheads that I met and or or Latinos dance completely different because most of them were influenced on the 90s and I started just gathering like how they differentiate like in specifically in England they had developed a very specific style for ska only itself And yeah. you come to you go to the Caribbean, you see black Caribbeans dance, and they dance completely different than how Jamaicans did it. So I do have like an attitude, I think, in some basic dances move that I dance, but I'm never completely freestyling. I'm I oh, I have predetermined dance that inside what I know, mm -hmm. know that differentiate from one rhythm to the other one. Like Northern Soul or American Soul or 90s ska style or Caribbean traditional style or even like 60s, like reggae. Reggae skinheads, skinheads will dance reggae differently than how will dance it in Jamaica. So it's yeah, very, sure. very complex when you go into the tiny little details. But never, I'm never completely freestyling in the sense that I don't do just whatever I want. I don't do that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it has like a pattern. That's, have a pattern. that's I think important for me to like get into is uh, having so some sort of like pattern or like you know understanding what I'm doing because at this point I'm just like winging it completely. So maybe I need to take <laughs> one of your classes one of these days. How does that work? Do you do stuff like you do? I, I I was checking out your website and stuff, and it looks like you do like online tutorials and stuff. Is that? Right? Yes, I do online through um, a site that I use called Patreon. A lot of people use it. Oh, yeah, I got that. <laughs> you have it? Oh, yeah. I need to make I'm, that's That's what the podcast is all about. I need to make some, you know, side money. The band makes some money, but I need to, like, you know, I got to do something to keep myself out of jail. Yeah. Is, is the band of the one you do full time? Oh, you know, like, uh, I wish it was, but we can only tour so often, you know, like, uh, the other guys are always getting into trouble and stuff. So, like, uh, you know, we tour whenever we can, but, you know, it, it, it's also, it's one of those things. It's like punk rock. There's not as much punk money in punk rock no. uh, as there was in the 90s, you know? Yeah. I think that's music in general, really. So, you know, like, we can't really say that uh, 
you know, it's not paying all the bills at this point. But, you know, maybe someday it could. But in the meantime, it's like, I like doing this podcast. And if I can make some money on it, then I will keep doing it. You know, it's all about, yeah. you know, you would, I, I think I saw one of your videos, you were talking about like being a content, uh, content maker, content, uh, content creator, that's creator. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. And that's real cool. And, oh, and holy crap. The one thing I don't even know if I should like, uh, if it's going to be all that interesting to keep in the podcast, but I have to know, like, is there some kind of what process to making those fancy psychedelic videos you do? Because those are amazing. Like sometimes uh -huh. it's just your silhouette and it's got like, you're like spinning in a circle and all this stuff. So yeah, there's not a lot of silent science. People think that it's an app that I just, hello? Yeah. Hello. Oh, oh, I'm yeah, here. I don't know why my yeah. phone is doing something weird. Yeah, All so right. people think it's an iPad that does everything for me. But no, it's a process. Like the way my room is, the where, where I record, and the fact yeah. that it's on the ground doesn't have any windows because it's a basement. Oh, yeah. Uh, allows me to block all the light. So if I put a, a light on the bottom, like on the on the, on the far, further uh, yeah. wall, and then I kind of simmer it and disperse it a little bit with the curtain. And then I dance with the light behind me and I record on complete dark. I will get my shadow. Then I just play with the settings of the video. I don't even know, to be honest, because I, believe it or not, don't. I'm not a very technology-oriented person. <laughs> That's fine. I neither am I. Still... I'm still somehow making a podcast, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, it's playing a lot of playing around to, at the end, and you probably know about it. Yeah, but of course. I just I'm still trying to get it right. What do you use? You use SoundCloud when you post it? Uh, no, for the for the podcast, uh, there's, there's like, uh, services that you can subscribe to where you, like, oh, uh, oh. yeah, well, you know, like, it sounds shitty to have to subscribe to something because you're spending money to but you got to spend money to make money right like that's what they say so like uh uh they got one and it's like you you, you subscribe and then you just upload your your podcast and then it puts it out on all the things like a lot of people have iphones so it's going to be on apple music or it's going to be if you got an android thing it's going to be on like stitcher and stuff uh there's like a whole bunch of different ones for android phones And then uh, even YouTube, like it'll throw it up on YouTube. And then you got like your regular web page where you, people can go to listen to it if they're not into like listening to podcasts in general. So it could be a real cool thing. I mean, it, it might even be something you want to look into because I know people do like video podcasts too. So I don't know. Could be a cool thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think I like the whole. <laughs> but I know what you mean. It just makes a lot of sense that to have like a service like that that will put put it for you. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Because there's so many uh, you know ways to listen to podcasts these days that it's nice to have yeah one place that I put my stuff and then it gets uploaded to everything. Whereas I don't even know how to do it without that. I mean, I could probably yeah. research it and figure it out, but. You know, I, whatever. This one works. It was recommended yeah. to me by somebody who does it for a living. So I figure, yeah, if that's what they think is cool, then it's probably cool. Do you make any money from using that app, that, that site? I mean, I make money off the Patreon. That's kind of the way this whole oh. thing gets uh, funded, you know? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, like, I'm open to, like, figuring out other things for it. But at the same time, 
you know, I don't want to push it too far because I'll tell you what, uh, this is like my side hustle because I got mm -hmm. the band and then I got this. And if uh, blue and red and yellow try to get in on my side hustle because I'm making too much money, then it's going to be a problem and we're going to have to deal with it. So, uh, you know, for right now, it's doing all right. Yeah, I don't think it's, there's not such thing as making too much money. <laughs> well, I don't know. Considering the state of affairs in, a, in the States these days, I don't, that might, I don't know. I, we might have to disagree, agree to disagree on that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could definitely be making more and I'd be way stoked. But, you know, we're doing what yeah. we can for now. Yeah, Patreon is like a big chunk of my income as well, but... Well, that's amazing to hear, though, because it's such a, like, uh, futuristic thing where, like, you pay for you pay for your lifestyle or, or you, you, you pay for your life with uh, crowdfunding. It's cool because, like, so many people, you know, like, in the past were always like, oh, God, I hate my job, but it's what I have to do to make money. And it's like, well, maybe you don't now. Maybe you could just create things or, or like... Do what you love and uh, find a way to make, uh, you know, maybe crowdfunding is the way of the future. And you can just uh, more and more people can get into it. Yeah. When I saw it for the first time, I was like, oh, my God, not even, I was not even doing anything. I was just somebody that I follow. Uh, they, that person said, oh, I'm starting this new thing. If you want, you can support me, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I took it out, I clicked it, and I was like, oh my God, this is like the best freaking idea I ever heard. If one person, if everybody gave $1 to this person, this person could just live up her passion, their passion. Right. So I just, I joined it right there, like just for, for, to be a patron, not to make money. Yet. Yeah. I joined it. I was like, I will give you my dollar guy. I, first $1 doesn't hurt nobody. And it's just like, I love what you do. There's no other way that I can, like, this is my way of saying, oh my God, thank you. I love what you do. And since then, I've been his patron almost for five, four years. I don't even remember. Oh, wow. And I have a lot of people that I'm patrons too. I'm some other YouTuber, um, a couple of YouTubers actually. So actually, actually, a lot of YouTubers. Now that I think about it, probably yeah. People making YouTube videos and stuff like uh, yeah, that's cool stuff. I probably should do more of that. I mean, YouTube sucks because I use YouTube. And oh yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Why does it suck? Uh, first, I don't like commercials myself. I pay YouTube Red. I don't oh, like yeah, that's right. They so, they put those in there. So I think if I hate commercials, why do I have to make money make, forcing my audience to watch these horrible commercials? Yeah. That I don't even have power over what's being showcased, showcased to them. So I rather... I mean, you need millions to make sustainable money anyways. Millions. So mm -hmm. I don't know. To me, it just makes more sense that I, <laughs> that I use Patreon. And for, and for me, like, if I love what somebody does and I believe in what they do, even if I don't really care about what they post on Patreon, I will support them. Like, I just, I just like it. I, I love the concept of it. And me working with Patreon... I loved it too. They're, they're so good. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Like, uh, you know, I'm pretty new to the whole thing. I don't know. How long have you been doing this? Three like years. Dancing. Three years you've been doing it. For like, with the Patreon and with, uh, you know, all the dancing videos and everything. Yeah, three years. But my Patreon started picking up on when I key, when I kicked 20K. That's when I actually started seeing like three numbers. 20 20k on instagram or like actually what like what's the best way to like 
follow you? Is it, it is Instagram like the main thing or do you do something else for the Instagram is the main Caputo? thing. All right. For me, but I think that for everyone is different and that I sh that I should always be in any new platform that opens because the it's oh, yeah. very it's very you're very fragile by doing something online because if one day the page disappears everything disappears like it has happened to me before oh yeah and, yeah and it just sucks so now i'm like i don't base my whole trust on one app i have to be in all of them yeah that's probably a good choice you know you gotta you gotta keep what well, that's like diversifying right We're like like yeah. stocks and bonds and stuff and yeah. diversify your income too. Oh yeah, you gotta do that. Yeah. that. Does that mean like buy lots of different cool shit all the time? That's what that mm. means, right? No, but I mean to me, diversify the income means yes, keep it on the internet, but also a uh, like I got offered to do the side clothing line. I took it. Uh, oh yeah. As well, paid content as well, brands, any little tiny little incomes. Most of my income, most of it, comes from Instagram. Then the second is Patreon. Oh, yeah. So you make money directly from Instagram? Not from Instagram, but for businesses in Instagram, like brands or, or bands that pay me for... Oh, for yeah, you were talking about that earlier. Yeah, right. but I do that like mouth to mouth, or at least I deal personally with those inquiries. Sure, sure. I know what you're saying. And you know what? That brings me to... Uh, well, I want to talk about your clothing line, but first I got to mention, uh, I saw one of your videos, you were dancing uh, to an Interrupters song and, uh, oh, yeah. and yeah, and we were just on tour with them when that video came out and I had already been following you and I was like, holy crap, that's so cool because, uh, you know, that band's real cool. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that was like a paid thing or whatever, but, uh, it's pretty cool that, uh. I don't know that you you were into them. So what I was trying to do, yeah, I, I like a lot of things, and sometimes I, I purposely will step out of my comfort zone to try something. So a oh, lot cool. of the times, I play with effects lately. That's what I've been doing lately. I just like playing with the effects, effects oh, yeah. on on apps and stuff like that. So for that one, I wanted a song that it was not based on the dancing itself, but it will be based on the effects effects and i was just throwing effects and i also said oh if you would like your band feature like in something like this because i'm offering more options to people who's interested on videos or content for me yes so i did it with something like that a song that is not necessarily aggressive it's pretty dancing i don't know yeah. it's just it just was the right thing sometimes i will pick up in songs like that that i'm not making the video based on the dancing but more on playing yeah. around the with the effect so that the dancing doesn't distract the effects or that the effects don't distract distract from the dancing distract from the dancing yeah oh yeah sometimes i have to do sometimes you have to do what sometimes i have to try something like that sometimes i will try something very slow so oh, i yeah. can just play with the colors and the mood of the video it depends oh sure so like uh yeah i get what you're saying like you might be like hey i want to try this uh special effect but I need yeah, a certain they, kind they of song for it. it. A lot of bands like, don't share it. Oh yeah, I know they share it. Like they were, yeah. they were super helpful to us uh, being on tour with them. They were very much like trying to help, uh, you know, do like cross promotion and stuff. And I think that's important when you're in kind of like a, a media, you know, heavy business. You know, like whether yeah. you're creating, you know, uh, content video content like of dancing and stuff or you're making music they, 
you know, like, okay, you, you call yourself a content creator, but like, what do you call a band? They're making content, right? It's like the band don't eat unless they're selling records. That's content, right? It's, it's different because I well, don't think they're content different. creators. They are musicians. Yeah, that's true. Content creator to me is somebody who just dedicate, like some people try to tell me that I'm like an influencer. No, you need like millions to be an influencer. I just create content. Okay. The thing about it is that you need to there needs to be somebody taking the pictures or or I think live bands to me there will be entertainers but I don't know if content as online content creator would yeah. be the thing unless you're they're very like dedicated to creating content uploading it creating content uploading it like audio visual yeah. or visual at least that can be consumed yeah I guess I, I think I hear, I smell what you're stepping in. I would say that I think a lot of uh, people who are in bands, though, wish they could be content creators, though, <laughs> or will try to do that as well. I guess. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. It's a good move. It's a good, uh, you know, uh, career move. Thanks for listening to the Intruder Green Podcast. By now, you probably heard about our sponsor, Stupid Rad Merch Company. And if you haven't, then listen up, because I got to tell you, Stupid Rad Merch Company is a great web store with a bunch of your favorite bands at stupidradmerch.com. And if you're in a band and need some work done, they can get you totally covered for a modest price and super quick turnaround time. But don't just take it from me. Here's what the ladies from Bad Cop, Bad Cop had to say about it. Yeah, you know. Great ideas. It's always pushing, always moving. Simeon is delightful to work with. He's very responsive and professional. and It's the quality of the shirts. I like them. Yeah, high quality. High quality. Very well done. Very well done on the ink. It It feels like a family again. It feels like it's it's a place where you can can trust what's happening. And don't forget to use the code PRISON at checkout and get a 15% discount on all stupid red branded apparel that's p-r-i-s-o-n i think i don't really know how to spell but those are the letters they told me to say stupidradmerch.com i wanted to ask you about uh your your clothing line which you just mentioned it's called rhythm and wear right yeah yeah i think your style is pretty cool that one is just starting and right now I'm working in a new like a new line because eventually I want to like put more stuff up there. Mm-hmm. It takes a while especially because I, there's specific things that I want and sometimes they it's hard to find like a t-shirt company that will give me the colors that I want or the fitting that I want and then I have to just sometimes work with whatever they have at the time because it's oh yeah it's just hard well hey, it's uh, funny that you uh mentioned that because my my podcast is actually <laughs> we we got a sponsor called stupidredmerch.com maybe I can hook you up <laughs> we could talk about that later though um yeah, and I noticed like you you part of part of your videos too was that you're always like wearing pretty cool clothes and like you got some kind of like style and I don't know I guess I guess you kind of change it based on the music and everything or like the type of video you're trying to make but like you know is there like a name for the style you're you're super into or anything? Yeah, a lot of people that the second question that I get all the time most maybe the most popular yeah. besides. 
things related to dancing is where did you get that? Where did you get that? Where did you get that? Where did you get yeah. that? Where did you buy your store? What store did you buy in? Most of the times I thrift. Yeah, of course. I don't really That's the way to do it. It's it's more fun to be honest. At the beginning I felt it frustrating, but once you pick it up it's fun. Um So I always tell people like you can it's stores or brands can give you style. That's something right. that you simply do by repeating the same type of clothes that you like all the time. And you're right, I would change um according to the song just because I don't want to come into a like super like traditional skinhead ska night out thing when I'm dancing. Yeah. Cumbia is just so unnecessary and just just super unnecessary. And all of them, <laughs> if you pay attention they all of them are they go by hand i always waist high waist i always i like a lot of ringers uh i don't really like t-shirts with a lot of big 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 uh drawings in the middle let's mm -hmm. like when i'm sleeping or cleaning the house like band t-shirts and stuff like that um i wear a lot of dress a lot of white stockings so it repeats itself not necessarily all the time i have to be like on my super night out outfit sometimes i do it in In pajamas or the clothes that I'm cleaning, and I do it on purpose too because it just humanizes you. Like to do a, a video barefoot and not with not a lot of makeup and not like the, the fanciest clothes, like you're wearing a costume, it just makes you more human, makes you more people feel a little bit more identified with you instead of this thing that is always covered in makeup or dressed super, super, uh, super traditional skinhead night out. Like, no, right, right, right. Yeah, you got you want to make your own way, obviously, because like if you were just doing it, uh, you know, you just blend into the machinery too much, and probably you know people would lose interest after a while too. Yeah, it makes you look unreal. Yeah, just people also wants to see people not being perfect, people with their hair not perfect, with their makeup not perfect. It makes you more human. It makes you more people. It makes people more easy to identify with you than with this super like super makeup I yeah. all the time it's just unreal nobody lives like that <laughs> yeah. yeah no and i i think that's a, a pretty cool thing about your content is uh they're always kind of like working on your own style so, so yeah, uh i appreciate it to me oh, yeah. to me it was like just an option or to give people others like some stuff that i do but to be honest like i i there's so many things that i still cannot still make it's because That, that you cannot still make like hmm? i'm sorry i missed what you were saying there that so many things that you cannot make or what yeah like i'm I still not able to satisfy myself as, as a creator or, oh okay there's still i'm still like so unsatisfied with it I, i wish i can have more options on colors and styles like right now i want jumpsuits and they don't have freaking jumpsuits Oh shit! So you want to like start making your own clothes more? I, if I had the time to sew, I would probably yeah. do it and the freaking skills. But I don't know because that's a lot of work. It's a lot of skill too. <laughs> yeah, and work. I, yeah, I'm very skilled with my hands. I think I could do it, but it's so much work. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you want something good, you got to do a lot of work. But you know, I'm sure there's somebody out there who will be like interested. In like uh, making clothes for you because they know you're gonna rock them and you're gonna look real cool when you're doing your dance videos and they're gonna be like, yeah, I made that. And then they could have a, like a company and they'll, you know, like I don't know, could be somebody with like an Etsy store or something 
And then you could just be like, hey, I make clothes for our Neva, and then they're blowing up along with you. Yeah, yeah that would be a, the perfect scenario, but once it doesn't get here, like you have to do whatever you can do. Whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, exactly. That's like the op optimal scenario that I don't have to do anything yeah. but wear I think it will happen, though. I think it will, will happen. I hope so. <laughs> so, I gotta say, uh, I love... Uh, <laughs> All, every time I see you dancing, it's always to some really cool music. Like uh, most of the stuff I get involved with, it, it's all, you know, punk rock. Like I'm in a punk rock band. We tour with punk rock band. <laughs> I, punk rock, punk rock, punk rock all the time. And uh, it's nice to uh, get away from that. And uh, like sometimes just sometimes I just like want to watch one of your videos just to hear the music, you know, like, I mean, obviously I want to see you dance, too, because you're real good at it. And, and I'm into dancing. But uh, it's real good music. And do you have like uh, any kind of like favorite musicians you want to talk about or like a favorite style? Mm, not necessarily. I discovered that first. All the yeah. music that I dance, personally like it all the time. But yeah. I am very strategic of the music that I pick. Yeah. I have a pattern that is the main pattern that I follow where I will pick whatever is unknown for the mainstream, unknown yeah. enough for the mainstream, but known enough for the underground. Oh, yeah. You cannot just do like something super obscure and super rare or something super popular that is everywhere because then, then you don't go anywhere. What I do by picking like what whatever is right in the middle is that people who is from the subculture be like, oh, I love that song. I love it. That's a, like a banger. And people who never heard of it will be like, oh, my God, that is so interesting. I never heard that before. And everybody else is already saying, I love that song. I love that song. I love that song. That's a great song. That's a great song. People who knows about it and people who doesn't, it's reading good comments about the song. It's actually it's 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 a hit because it went it was a hit on the underground so it's yeah. a hit by definition and they discover a new song that I never heard before hit hits most of the time are like the perfect introduction to to a rhythm or something like that a new genre of music yes <laughs> yeah absolutely I I think that's like real cool you know like uh, when I'm making a playlist or something that's generally how I go because I like a lot of bands who have like you know. I don't necessarily want to play their big song that everybody knows. I want to hear like the the other stuff that's uh, you know all the all the the people who are really into them know, and they're like pretty much exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't need to reiterate what you just said, but yeah, I totally get it, and I think that's real cool. Um, uh, I like to dance to Harry Belafonte. Now, how do you feel about him? I don't know what that is. Harry Belafonte? You don't know Harry Belafonte? Mm -mm. Oh, my God, girl. You got to check it out. Um, Everybody tells me that I never checked him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, honestly, he's pretty mainstream, which is why I thought you had, like, known about him or whatever. But, like, uh, if you ever seen a mo movie, Beetlejuice, he's got, like, two big songs in that one. And uh, it's good. It's like... Never seen Beetlejuice. Holy crap. Well, you got to see that movie, girl. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, that's, like, music I like to dance to. And I also, like, technically, you know, part of what we do as Mass Intruder is I dance to one of our songs. And I usually get somebody from the audience to dance with me, and it's real fun. Um, but it's, like, technically I'm dancing to punk rock. And, like, uh, you know, like, do you dance to punk rock that often or is it mostly just like uh you know different stuff mm, for me yeah. de depends 
punk culture is very extends, then there is, of course, that in any culture, any full, complete culture has its forms of dance. There, <clears throat> there is only one time of year that I still must be. For me, that's that yeah. is like a legit way of dance, just like any other one. And people think it's just about, and you, of course, you know, you you get this part because you yourself play music and you probably have danced to or have pogo oh yeah of course before but it's not really just hitting each other it's like oh yeah this mass of energy of people just connecting you're connecting but in another level it's very interesting i love it to be honest <laughs> but i would yeah. do it only once a year for a specific festival and that's it i don't do it anymore or sometimes rarely so that would be i would consider that for me as dancing i guess when yeah. it comes to punk, that's as far as I go, I guess. Yeah, and then yeah. of course there's bands like that are more digestible, like the interrupters that it's oh, just sure. like easier. Yeah. Uh so you said a festival. Is there a specific festival or are you just saying like once a year? No, no, no. The Latino Punk Fest here in New York. But that's oh. just because a lot of yeah. people come from outside, so we're very excited to receive people. They want to give a good impression that our scene doesn't suck, and probably does. But <laughs> we want to give the impression that it's, we're, we're fun and we don't hate each other, at least for a weekend. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. Um, uh, okay. So part of what we do on the show here is I like to uh, play a conversation game. And usually we just play Would You Rather. You you ever play Would You Rather? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Would you mind? Uh, <coughs> oh, you doing okay there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I want you to stay healthy here. Um, if you got it in you, we could just do a couple uh, Would You Rather questions, and you know, if you could answer them, I will have to answer them too. Um, you ready for that? Oh wait, do I get to ask too, or you just get to? Ask oh me? yeah, if you got a, if you got one, I would love to hear yours. Oh, oh uh, no, I, I'm usually, just asking so I can I have to think about it or not. Oh yeah, well that's the funny thing. Usually when I when I play this with people, I expect them to like come with something, and then nobody oh. ever does. <laughs> so I'm like asking all the questions. But if you got something, I would love to hear it. Okay. Um, but you know, I could start out if you want. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I guess it, this is like almost an existential kind of thing. Uh, but don't think too much about it because I yeah, said, then there's no point. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so would you rather lose the ability to lie or believe everything you're told? Lose the ability to lie. I can live with that. <laughs> Losing the ability. Oh yeah. You just, damn. Yeah. I guess that's, uh, that's, that's very, uh, I don't know. What's the word? Like, uh, not pragmatic. <laughs> But, like, uh, it's very good of you and, like, pure. That's pretty cool that you said that. Because it could happen, you know. i seen that movie with Jim Carrey, Liar, Liar. Oh, you yeah. Ever seen, you ever seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Jim Carrey's hilarious. I love Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Um, <coughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Would you rather experience the beginning of planet Earth or the end of it? The beginning. Yeah. I feel like that might be kind of weird because, like, who knows what the beginning of planet Earth would be like. Oh, man, it would be pretty interesting, I suppose. But, like, then what? <clears throat> then you're living at the beginning of planet Earth, and it's like, I mean, we don't even technically know what the Earth was like back then. Could be, like, real shitty. Or, it probably uh, was, but I... you. 
if I had the option, it would be more interesting than the end. The end would be just sad. I mean, the end could be pretty cool. You know, like I'm picturing like the the sun exploding and suddenly it gets real hot, and but but it'd be like real cool visually. And then you're dead. You don't have to deal with all the aftermath of uh, of of like you know dealing with the beginning of the earth, which would be like maybe a lot of pain and suffering. It would be the same. <laughs> you think it would just be the same alright yeah. fair enough um here oh this is an interesting one or well, maybe it's not so interesting but I think you might be having, having an opinion do you drink coffee? no <clears throat> alright well never mind this fucking question then uh, uh yeah oh yeah would you rather have seven fingers on each hand or seven toes on each foot seven said again would you rather have seven fingers on each hand or seven toes on each foot? Seven toes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I almost think I'd rather have seven fingers because it'd be like, I don't know, maybe you could do it. Then again, if you had seven toes, you'd probably have more balance, right? Uh, Which would be so better for dancing. Yeah, your feet will adapt. But hands, I would be thinking it was so annoying. Well, yeah, I suppose, like, if you want to wear gloves, that's the thing. It's like, you couldn't necessarily, if you had the seven toes, you couldn't necessarily wear those toe socks. But I don't really want to wear those anyway. Yeah, they're horrible. Yeah, they're pretty weird looking. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I got that. Do you got any, uh, you got any, would you rather's? Yeah, but now I feel bad because mine are very vapid and mundane and yours are so profound. No, I didn't. I didn't come up with those myself. I looked them up on the internet. So please ask away. I, I would really like to uh, ponder your questions. Would you rather step on a pile of puppies or never oh. play music again? Oh crap! Step on a pile of puppies. Yeah. I mean, could I just lightly like tiptoe on them? No, you will have to kill the puppies. Oh no! I don't want to kill the puppies. That's so terrible. Um, yeah, I think, you know, if, if, if faced with that, I think I would just stop playing music. It would be real fucking hard, but I, I, I would do that for the puppies because I love puppies. Maybe I would just go into like, uh, I don't know, being like a, a, a puppy sanctuary person or something. I don't know. That's probably a way to make money doing that, right? Yeah. <laughs> How about you? What would you do? Mm. I mean... You don't really play music, right? Oh, you play music. You're in that. You're in. Oh, I will definitely stop playing music. So much freaking work, and it gives me no money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, you're preaching to the choir on that one. It's but, so uh, much work, and it's like it is so much work. I wish people realized how much fucking work it is because, goddamn, uh, yeah, and there's very little money in it. Uh, there used to be a lot, I think, maybe like uh, you know. In the 70s or the 80s. But uh, not no more. Yeah. Not no more. The internet ruined everything. But they also well, made it pretty cool. I don't think so. I think the internet united us. <clears throat> it just changed it. Yeah. It changed. But I don't think it ruined it. <clears throat> yeah. I, I would like to agree with that. I think they did unite everybody. But we also kind of found out that, like, maybe we don't necessarily want to be united with everybody or some people just need to wise the fuck up and, uh, you know, understand that uh, just because people are different uh, doesn't mean they're bad or wrong. Mm, yeah, I mean, I live in a very specific place. So out of New York, everything is different. 
Well, yeah, but like at the same time, New York's like the fucking uh, when people talk about America being a melting pot. I mean, that's pretty much the epitome of it, right? Yeah, but I mean, what I mean is like everybody here is different than anybody, everybody, but nobody really seems to mind that everybody just wants to be right. funny. Yeah, that's what I mean. Left alone. Exactly. And that's that's pretty cool. Where you go to some places that aren't so yeah, I guess okay, I see what you're saying. I I was thinking about it coming from the other end where you were saying you live in a specific place and I was thinking of like, well, you know, like uh uh you know, Omaha, Nebraska is a pretty specific place too. Yeah, when, <laughs> but, when uh, I um there ain't that many different people there. No, that's what I meant by because you said not everybody, not everybody maybe wants to be united. Maybe being different is not doesn't mean that somebody's bad. And I said, yeah, but I mean, I don't really suffer that because I live in New York. But as soon as I step out of New York, yeah, I then you see the the prejudice and stuff, right? Yeah, especially in places like Connecticut. Oh yeah. So weird. Yeah, it's pretty shitty, but you know, hopefully uh, the internet will uh, continue changing everything. And we'll all be better off for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Why do you think the bands are not making money now? And oh, because of the internet. Because, uh, well, it used to be, you know, uh, that <laughs> it used to be like what? Think about, uh, you know, even just the 1980s or uh, even go back to the 60s. You like to listen to a lot of music from the 60s, right? Yeah. Or like the 50s? I don't know. Um, I don't know what dates are. But like, uh, you know, they had people uh, buying records and stuff, right? Like you, you hear a band, you go see them live or you buy the record. And uh, hey, we had good economies and stuff. So people could spend money on like seeing bands and buying records. People bought records all through the 80s. And they even had like, what are those, eight tracks? You ever listen to eight tracks? No. I did a time or two, but uh, it was kind of weird. They're like cassette tapes, but like in a way shittier, but in a way better. I don't know how to explain it. But uh, yeah, you know, then the 80s, they had cassette tapes. The 90s, they had CDs, which were super cheap. And now guess what they got? They got streaming services. <laughs> and you know who's not making money off of streaming services is the people making the content for those streaming services. If you really think back, the only people who became really like rich with rec selling records in the 60s and then selling CDs were like the producers. The, a lot of those people in the 60s, they're dying in poverty. In, in the 90s, they, there was like a lot of rip-off in the 60s. Like a lot of Jamaican... Yeah, that could be. Got ripped off. And yes, the people made a lot of music, the producers or whoever made the yeah. records. And it might it, it it might depend on the genre too. Um, like you said, it, you, you think this happens with like Jamaican musicians uh, or like reggae? Documentary about that. Oh yeah. Yeah, how they ripped them off. They made a sound contract that they gave their music rights away. Well, that's terrifying. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess there's always that's that's probably always going to happen. And it's terrible, but maybe, you know, the internet helps fix that, too, because now people should all know better. Mm, it's, yeah, I mean, definitely people probably know better now, but it's not as easy to make money, as you said. Like, we are super independent. We don't yeah. go through any labels. We don't do anything. We don't do manager. We do everything ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but maybe that's, you know, that's the way the future, you know, like uh, labels have changed, too, where it's not like uh, 
you know, a record label used to be like, hey, we'll put your album out. And they just pay for it to get made and pay for it to get pressed. But like anybody can do that now. Like if you can afford to make a make a record, which anybody like with a little bit of skill when it comes to like audio engineering can afford to do that basically in the basement. So you do that. And then what? You got to get it. You got to get it uh, you know, made. Yeah, but you don't even necessarily got to do that. You can just put it up on the internet and have people pay for that. Like, yeah, it's cool to have records. Like, I, I want people to come out with more records, but people don't buy them like they used to. So uh, you can put it on the internet and get people to pay for that. And then it's basically all profit then because you just upload it once. And you might have to pay for, like, a service that takes a fee or something or a percentage. But, you know... Like, uh, I don't know when it comes to the, what the record label has to do, they have to v diversify a little bit. I think like now you got a lot of record labels who are offering, you know, management service and like hooking you up with agents and, uh, yeah, just kind of doing like everything else as well. Yeah. Which is important, you know, cause like, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's good people working for the labels too, uh, especially in punk rock. Who yeah. just want to see, they just want to see the bands, you know, do good. And, and then, you know, like they got to deal with them and everybody, uh, everybody should be happy if everybody gets it right. But you never know with, you know, entertainment stuff. It's like, what are people into? Hopefully this. Well, there's some people who is in music who is doing really well. Just not on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Even yeah. On the early 2000s they changed their sound oh yeah Easily. i mean oh yeah i believe i believe that to be true um or i know that to be true but uh you know you gotta roll with the roll with the times right like sometimes you just gotta do that yeah yeah well uh do you have any other uh would you rather questions no i think yes okay well, Aaron Eva, is that what I should call you? I still don't get got this right. Or do you That's, like to call the Romy? No, Aaron Eva is fine. Okay. I, I appreciate that and you telling me that. And I appreciate you making time to uh, come on the Intruder Green podcast today. No, thank you so much. I don't know how should I call you. <laughs> you should call me Intruder Green. <laughs> Intruder Okay, thank you so much, yeah. Intruder Green. Of course. This is my first podcast ever. Oh, yeah, your first podcast ever. That's real cool. I'm glad I got to be a part of it. Um, yeah. I hope you'll do many more. I'm hoping I, I would love to hear more about like your uh, I don't know your life and what led you to do all this. I think we covered it pretty good, but you know, there's always going to be more uh, more to the story, right? Yeah, I, I want to work in a fan scene, like a monthly on Patreon fan scene. That's my next project. A patron fan scene that sounds amazing. Yeah, just like get that's like a really more. great idea. Yeah, that's that's my next project. Excellent. That sounds great. Well, you hear, heard it here first on the Intro to Green podcast, right? Yeah, it's the first time they mentioned it, actually. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm, uh, I, I can let you go, hon, and you can, uh, you know, get over that cold. Or it's not a cold. You had some asthma problems, right? Yeah, I'm, right now, actually, I'm going to go to the doctor. I can't take care anymore. I just oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, I hope you are okay, and uh, let me know, you know, if there's anything we can do. Okay, thank you so much, Intruder Green.
Yeah, thank you for being on. I will I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yeah. And that's it for the Intruder Green Podcast. I want to thank Aaron Eva again for being on it. And uh, thank you to all the patrons and everyone who listens. Uh, love you guys. And thank you so much for making all this possible. Um, of course, just you guys listening is helpful because of uh, a sponsorship with StuberRedMerchCompany.com. Again, you can uh, get on the Patreon uh, by going to patreon.com slash intrudergreen. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, I'm just intrudergreen on all of those, you know. The Intruder Green Podcast is produced by Colin Bennett. Hair and makeup by Genevieve Schmidt. Set design by Dylan Raymer. Catering by Matthew Hendershot. Lighting by Squeak Lights, Rahway, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Typhoons. What do you want for nothing? Rubber biscuit? Oh my god, there's ants in this place. Uh-oh, you got ants? Yeah, I don't know, because summer is starting, not summer, but spring is starting in New York, and oh, just yeah. animals are coming out of nowhere. Oh, died, Uh-oh. died. <laughs> <laughs>